0: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Design & Podcast. My name is Annalise Wag, and I'm here with...
1: Victoria Breeding. Daniel Otilio.
2: And Dino Bajic.
0: And on today's Design & Podcast, we'll be discussing what a critique is, how to construct and take critiques, how critiques affect designers, and most notably, if the critique is still relevant to art and design education today. Some of you may not know what a critique is, so we'll explain exactly what it is before we get into the relevance of it. There's basically two kinds of critiques, a peer critique and a desk critique. They both are used during class time while you're getting your designer art education. During a peer critique, one designer will talk about and show their work or opening the floor to constructive criticisms from their classmates and or teacher.
1: A desk critique, on the other hand, is a personal conversation between a designer and a critic who is usually a professor. Though these critiques are equally important, they are not as common as peer critiques. In the peer critiques, you instead get multiple critiques
0: from classmates and teachers in order for the designer to get some feedback and questions about their work. People usually just take turns chiming in the conversation, creating multiple conversations and ideas between the designer, classmate, and teacher. Someone will bring attention to one aspect of the work, and someone may chime in by saying, oh, I didn't even see that. That's a good point. This process usually happens in just about every design or art class you take while in school for design or art.
1: Since critiques are used in most design education classes, it is important to know how to construct a critique. To begin, the critic or critics usually state what they first observe about the work.
3: Now, with this being first observations of the work, you would obviously be pointing out the very you know, obvious things about the work, the contrast, the values, colors, line work. You're basically looking at the general gist or you're looking at the work from afar, so to speak. You're not picking out the nitty gritty just yet.
1: Once the critic has expressed their initial observations, they analyze the work beyond its surface, going into the details and technical aspects.
3: Now with analyzing, going into more details, you're going to notice more things about the work, such as the tone. The artwork may give off a tone of dark or a moody feel. It may be a happy or a lighthearted feel. And with that feeling, you're also going to find the purpose of the work within its tone. You're also going to find its color scheme, which could be found to only use warm or cool colors. And you may also notice how some colors are combined into a certain hue you've never even seen before, which could make the artwork very interesting. You may even notice the shading, which adds a whole three-dimensionality to the work and gives it a fleshed-out feeling. Uh, And you might also even notice line weight, which can make things big or small, strong or weak, or even dainty or sturdy. And that's all determined by just the line weight. It determines how something in the artwork is. And all these things come together to really make the artwork pop. And with that artwork popping, you'll see how the negative and positive space was taken up in the work. See how it sort of takes up its own type of volume, even if it's not a three-dimensional work itself.
1: After analyzing the work, the critic will typically ask the designer questions about their work or their intentions behind it. When a critic is analyzing or asking questions, they need to remember to be sure to be honest, but also be constructive and not destructive. When giving feedback, you should always be specific about what it is you're talking about. So instead of saying things like, I don't like this, or this doesn't look good, you could instead say, have you thought about adding this element? Or I think maybe your focal point would be more prominent if you added this element.
3: Now, these questions could range from asking the designer their inspiration for the piece or even asking the designer why a certain part of the piece is or is not the focal point. The questions could also be minor, like why did you choose that specific color or what tools did you use to achieve such a result? What were the processes you used? And again, these questions have a massive range and they could even be major or minor. So the best thing for the designer themselves is to be ready for these questions. Come prepared on critique day and be ready to answer anything about their own work.
2: Uh, One of the main things to remember when it comes to criticism is not to take it personally. The main focus is not to hurt the artist's feelings, but rather to help them improve their skills and their design. The person receiving the feedback should ask more detailed questions to learn exactly what they need to work on. Now let's talk about how critiques affect the artist. Criticism is essential when it comes to design because it gives the artist the ability to reach their full potential. Without criticism, there wouldn't be any room for improvement. The artists are able to understand and see their work from a different angle and in that way expand their creativity.
0: Now, the big question of this podcast is, is the critique still relevant to art and design education? Some people may not believe that it is because when they hear the word critique, they get pretty scared. I remember the first time I heard the word, I was horrified. I imagine it like a nightmare, like the ones you get and then shoot up in a cold sweat. The kind of nightmare where you're in your underwear and your teeth are falling out and everyone's laughing at you. Well, you get the point. Standing in front of people and trying to justify or explain why you chose a certain medium, what your intentions were and how you yourself feel about it, can feel weird and scary.
1: It can sometimes feel like you're on display with the art itself. And then having to listen while people explain things you should change or could have done differently, it can feel a little disheartening. I definitely can say when I first entered design school and had my first drawing class, I dreaded our first critique. I quietly listened to my peers' feedback, and after the critique was over, I left class wondering if I was truly cut out to be a designer. I had never really had my work put up for a group of people to critique, and at first I took what people were saying personally and began to overthink about my future projects. However, as the year went on and I participated in many more critiques, I began to see my work improve significantly, and I learned not to take the feedback I was given personally. I realized that in hearing other designers' ways of thinking, my perspective on how to approach a problem broadened. I also realized that a critique doesn't automatically mean this is an opportunity for people to point out only the bad in your work. But in reality, it's an opportunity to discover the things you could use improvement on, but also the things you executed well in your work. It overall helps you to be a better designer.
3: Oh, it it can definitely feel overwhelming sometimes, especially when other artwork is on display during the critique. And sometimes when your work is up and ready to be critiqued, you look at everybody else's work and maybe someone else went over the top with something and maybe you chose the simple route, like I myself have taken many times. And it makes you feel underachieved and really just discouraged because maybe you did choose the simple route and they went over the top and then it makes you feel like, well, maybe you cut corners.
2: During a critique, your classmates or teacher may say something like, I wish you had made this line just a little bit bigger, or I feel like you could have added more to this or that. And then afterwards, you may start to doubt your own artistic skills. You may be like, why did not I think of this or why did I never consider that aspect of my own process? I can say from experience that this has happened to me and it made me think about my designs from a different perspective, which also improved my work.
0: But the thing about artists, or really even humans themselves, is that we are meant to be vulnerable, social, imperfect creatures. In everything we do, we expose ourselves through our craft, interact with others for comfort, and make mistakes, like using the wrong kind of glue or something. It's how we live, and it's how we survive. Putting yourself out there, asking for help or feedback is a good thing. Learning to be honest about your art and your art process helps you develop it to be even better that's how we live and that's how we survive as artists
1: it's good that different designers have different ideas and it's good to get feedback from different design designers and an unbiased audience because it can open your mind to new perspectives and reveal new ways to approach your creative process everyone thinks differently so you can't always expect your approach to a piece of work to be the same as everyone else's other designers' feedback can give you an idea to build off of and put your own twist on to make it unique. That's how art and design has developed over time. One person had an idea and another designer saw that piece of work and it inspired them to create new work or to build off of that work to create a new piece with new meaning.
0: If all artists thought the same, then all art would be the same. There would be no variety or conflict in the art world, and variety and conflict is the very thing that drives art itself. And getting other people's varying ideas helps you create and build off that variety and conflict. That's why there's so many different art periods or art styles throughout time. From art deco to contemporary art to cartoons, they all started because someone said, what if I did it this way instead?
2: Getting feedback from different designers can help point out more specific things because of their prior knowledge and experiences they had with graphic design. Their creative and professional background can help enhance your work and serve as a guide when designing in the future.
1: In every piece of work, there is room for improvement. And critiques help us to see places that improvement can be made that maybe we just never thought of before. However, having room for improvement doesn't mean that your work is wrong. The pieces you create are your personalized version of the solution to a problem. A designer draws from their own experiences and thoughts to create a piece of work, and everyone's experiences are different. Each person's work has a story behind it that may not be the same as others, but design is about creativity, not uniformity. Every artist has a different story to tell, and each piece of work reflects an artist's background and reveals a unique way of thinking and craftsmanship. And some artists
0: were heavily criticized for even hated, like Van Gogh. During his time, he was disgraced as a lunatic, and no one cared or liked his art. In those times, people preferred very realistic art, and people often criticized his work for being too stylized and unrealistic. He actually only sold one or two paintings in his lifetime. It drove him to self-harm and eventually even suicide. But now his art is bold, renowned, and recognizes masterpieces. Starry Night Painting is worth $1 billion today. Art is probably the most ever-changing and subjective thing in the world.
3: Right, and, and since nobody's the same, that means not everyone's design and opinions and approaches will be the same. And as such, making comparisons to other people's work and then judging yourself or your own work based on them or their work is just not helpful. I myself had this problem to this day. In fact, even today, I had a project due. And the entire point of the project was to show tension, which for some reason for me, I I just really felt was confusing. Even with the professor's help, I still found myself very confused. But I gave it my best shot with what I had. And I just went in with a positive attitude. However, once the day the project came and I went in with that positive attitude and I presented it, I was actually disappointed. Again, I, I looked around at everybody's work and I really saw that mine was much smaller. It wasn't as wide or it didn't take as much space. So it felt like everything about my project was small or I cut corners, I just didn't do it right. But it turns out I actually did pretty good. The professor was actually really impressed with how I was able to do so well with such little time and such little experience with the materials and such a little understanding of the concept itself. And I had to remind myself that I'm my own person with my own goals and designs, such as everyone. And I shouldn't feel overwhelmed, and neither should you when you're surrounded by others' work. And instead, you should think of it as a learning experience and see what they did right, what they did wrong, what you did right, and what you did wrong. And you need to take from that experience and use it for next time. And also, just because something is simple, maybe it's not the tallest, it's not the widest, that doesn't mean it's bad there is such a thing as too complex or too busy, or perhaps even unnecessary.
0: I had a pretty similar experience. I was really horrified when my drawing one class had its first critique. I was already terrified of the idea and when I installed my artwork on the wall and looked at all of these super talented artist drawings, I felt super inferior. But when we finally got to mine, after I explained everything about my process and some things I thought I could improve, I was actually taken aback by how much positive feedback I got. My classmates and teachers said they loved my line weights, or said I used the space very well, or even that just the technical aspects were good. Of course, they also said the areas I could improve, but it would almost always be followed up by, but you did really great with this part of it. Critiques aren't always saying what you think could be improved or what you consider it to be bad. Oftentimes, it also includes what the artist did really well.
2: I have a friend who has since graduated and gotten her bachelor's in studio art. She told me that the first time she had a critique in class, she went home and cried. She felt so much anxiety leading up to it, and when it finally came, a lot of the feedback was positive, but also said there was a lot of room for growth and improvement. And then she said, I wish I hadn't been so broken up about it, because honestly, it wasn't even that bad. Most of the criticisms were from my own head blowing things out of proportion. And I actually learned a lot from that experience and learned a lot of what people thought I was good and wasn't good at. And I kept working at the parts I wasn't so good at. And here I am now with a degree, and I honestly don't even remember what the project was about.
0: To summarize all of this, the critique is very much still relevant today. In fact, the critique may never go out of style or be irrelevant, because there is always new art to create and new improvements to make. It may seem scary or intimidating, but it's important that we learn from these classic critiques and improve ourselves as artists. And always remember, all art is subjective, and all art is good. Thank you so much for listening to us discuss if the critique is still relevant today on this episode of the Design and Podcast. This has been Annalise Wag, Victoria Breeding, Daniel Lotilio,
2: and Eno Bajic.
0: Bye. 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 See ya.